2: Welcome to the Denver Sports Podcast. Rounding into the end of January. Things heating up for the Kronk teams. And uh, Buffs Broncos keeping things exciting. Though uh, college hoops a bit disappointing. We, as always, presented by Breckenridge Brewery. Fun slinger. Check out their collab with Never Summer. And I've got the guy. AJ Hayfley here. Back stateside in the studio with me aj how you doing man
0: i'm good buddy how are you i'm doing feels like we haven't done a great. pod together in so long no it's been we ages used to, used to do them all the time and now it's like uh we need we need to go back to an andre aj collab yeah we need a we need a draft pod for old time sake I, hey man we've we've got
2: we've got draft take you you got some time you just
0: let us it's know. true We're we haven't we actually have reasons to do a hockey one this year we just haven't started it yet is that right well, they have they have their first round pick still, so it's like until they Miracle. trade it, we're like <laughs> until they trade it. What do you put the odds on that? 50 50. Okay. Hey, so there's a chance. Maybe like 70 30 that they trade it. So Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now we're talking a little more. But I still think I still think that there's a world where they keep that thing and we just let it ride.
2: Hey, I'm all about that. Um, though so anything that sounds like let's ride, I'd maybe put on hold for now.
0: Yeah, I mean, Russ ruined that for everybody, yes, but it's a very sure common.
1: <laughs> okay. Sorry, Russ. No.
2: We we're going to still use it even yeah, though like, you butchered it and made
0: us all. Feel you might you might have co opted that as your personality, but the rest of us just lost a catchphrase. Yeah, it's. Uh, he, he, he gave an entire city PTSD with a catchphrase. Thanks, bud. Denver sports giveth
2: and Denver sports taketh. <laughs> when I did this a couple weeks ago. Um, with rudo actually gosh things felt pretty low for the abs and they only got lower after that this week talking to you it actually feels like there's a light at the end of the tunnel and this team feels like the team that gave us all the good feels last year
0: yeah well anytime you're on a winning streak um you know it's you are you are feeling up about how things are going but more than anything it was just the way that they've played recently you know the Uh, Obviously, the competition hasn't been great between uh, Ottawa, Detroit, Calgary, but um, good enough. Like, those uh, are—Ottawa and Detroit are right around 500 each, Mm -hmm. and, you know, Calgary is is still a quality team. Yeah. Despite the fact that they've also underachieved this year. Yeah.
2: But— I mean, even a noob like me knows a lot of the frontline guys on all three of those yeah. teams. You know, like there's some real talent.
0: Yeah, like, and and they they won those games like comfortably. So and that goals. was
2: what, what a thing scoring goals.
0: Yeah, well, the, and the Calgary one was interesting because they they get three goals in the first period and then they don't score again the rest of the right. game right. until they're awarded a goal on the, with an the empty net with uh, a minute to play, but. Yeah, it was uh, it was really more about the way they played those games than anything else. That they just they, they looked like the Avalanche that we're accustomed to, right?
2: Right. And you're feeling good about the guys that have come back. Obviously, Max made a huge difference. Yeah, but even looks uh, great. Even Nuke's been huge. To
0: have that. Yeah, with Nuchushkin, um you could see, uh, and I talk I talked about this in the piece that I wrote after the game after Calgary that you could see how effective he is. You can also mm-hmm. see that 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 separation that he's normally able to get because he's a little bit faster than you would think for a big guy yeah. isn't quite there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can see where he's still trying to figure out how to deal with the irritation because uh, his real problem, it's not that he's hurt anymore. It's that his the scar tissue on his ankle gets irritated when he puts the skate on and Rural. goes and plays. And so it's hard to really ever get to 100% and be 100% when uh, that scar tissue isn't going anywhere. You can't do anything about that. Yeah. As soon as they cut on that ankle in that way to fix it, they it opened this up to be a problem. Right. And this is just something that Natushin is going to have to manage for probably the rest of his career. <sighs> Brutal. So it's just, it's just a figuring out uh, comfort and pain yeah. management. And, you know, it's not a real injury, so to speak, but right. it is... It is hard to look at Nichushkin and say that he's going to be like a hundred percent compared to before. So, how much does that impact him, and how much does uh, how much does he adapt and all that? We'll we'll see, but um, you could see what a difference maker he is on the ice. Guys, incredible.
2: Yeah, just his presence kind of mm. brings everyone back into frame. All Star Game coming up not too long from now. Miko gets his dues, mm-hmm. a little delayed, but um, God, the big moose has been on another level. At least from my my perspective, which is often betting, mm-hmm. he's been money on those shots on goals, money on bringing the points home. Uh, what's just made him so great this year?
0: Well, uh, he's shooting more, and as a guy who has something like a seventeen or eighteen percent career shooting percentage. It was always like, Man, if he shot more right, right. chances are his shooting percentage would come down a little bit. But also if if he became a high volume shooter who shot fourteen percent, um you also love that. That's probably a forty or fifty goal guy for you. Right now he's at thirty one through forty three games. Wow. So yeah. he's got he's got a chance to have Colorado's first fifty goal season since two thousand three. Not bad not too shabby. It's hard to hard to believe with some of the goal scorers yeah. that have come through Colorado. Um it's it's hard to believe that they've only ever had a couple of I think they've had 350 goal seasons ever. Wow. Uh, in Avalanche history, not Avalanche Nordiques history. Sure, sure. But just in Avalanche history.
2: That is surprising. Yeah. Huh.
0: Sakic uh, it was Sakic twice and Hayduke once. Hayduke is the most recent.
2: Wow. That is pretty crazy. Um. Yeah, I've just loved watching the Moose
0: He's been amazing this year I mean, just growing up And and what has always plagued his game in my eyes Has been uh, just really lazy habits uh, Not a commitment to the small details mm-hmm. um, Kind of an immature approach to the game And all the injuries in the month of December Really forced him to take a more leading role yeah. He stepped into it And he started to own it a little bit more started to understand that he had to be the big bus driver. And then when McKinnon got healthy, he started to revert to bad habits. And Bednar said, we're done with this, and split them up on lines. Because um, they've played most of Miko's career has been spent next to Nathan McKinnon. right? And this is the first time we've seen him really substantially broken up from from Nate. In the regular season, it it happened quite a bit in the postseason last year. Right, but right. Um, Miko's success is a lot of uh, the result of Miko's hard work.
2: It's uh, been great to see. On the other hand, that All Star Game break is that where like guys like Val could get healthy and stuff. Like how how much should we be looking forward to that?
0: Yeah, we still don't totally know what's going on with Kale McCarr as of this recording. You know, he could totally be fine and be playing in tonight's game and whenever this airs. You know, yeah. it's not a big deal, but we at the moment we don't really know what's up with Makar. so and all the minutes that he's played you know that that oh, that it, it can only help him yeah. um that that break um they are really hopeful that Josh Manson and Bowen and Byron both are ready to play ready to go full speed ahead at the at the uh, on the back end of the it's all-star be break massive yeah um Manson has been with the team and like Manson could be, even be ahead of that schedule but to throw Byram into that mix as well is really, really encouraging that they could get they could get their defense back in time. Um, the real question mark is where is Gabe Landeskog? There does not seem to be any encouraging news on that front right now. <sighs> the rest of the team though will definitely use that break as needed. A nine days off for a reset will be great for them.
2: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, if if a team's ever needed it, it's this year's ad. Yeah, who
0: are uh, we were we were actually looking at some of the some of the numbers the other day. The Avs right now are the third most injured uh, Stanley defending Stanley Cup champion in the last 21 years, and that's halfway through the season. Wow, they're almost guaranteed to break the all time uh, the the mark for again the last 21 years uh, since they started tracking this data. But they have been the most injured. Defending Stanley Cup champion. So when people talk about the price of the cup and all that, it has been significantly higher for the Avs than other teams.
2: Right on top of the normal cost of having won the cup, which is we knew the bottom six wasn't
0: going to be loaded. Yep, and God, the injuries well, have out, exacerbated. Outside that of life. like price tags of everybody yeah. going up because now you're a Stanley Cup champion, yeah. and that adds a million dollars. absolutely. You know all these other all the other things, the physical toll that the it, it, it took on the abs is a lot. It's been much higher than other teams.
2: No doubt, it's been wild. It's been hard to get excited about the abs this year, and God, I needed this last week.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was very refreshing, and they really need to keep it going, but yeah, man, it is nice to feel, like, joy at the thought of <laughs> yeah. watching an Avs game again, uh, but you really would like to see them rip off, like, an 8 out of 10 and, yes. you know, something like that where you're like, all right, the ads are back, baby, you know, because a yeah, yeah. three-game winning streak is great against some mediocre teams, but you really do want to see them be like, we don't care who we play, we're winning games. Right.
2: Um. Well, how are things in goal? Good. Again, two weeks ago, I felt really good about Georgie. Now it's kind of <laughs> like uh, I don't know. <laughs> you know. Yeah,
0: Georgiev is a uh, he's been he's been an interesting guy this year. Yeah. You know, it's such a hot start where everybody yeah. was like, "Oh man, he's the truth," and then you know it slips a little bit. He doesn't have a very good December. He's he's I think he's doing just fine he got the break. He got 3 games off. Frankie did well in those games. Yep. Georgiev comes back, plays very well in Calgary. I think um the reset probably helped him quite a bit. Um but he is a I think I think I think Colorado's in good shape.
2: Is this kind of as advertised? The peaks are as high as we thought they'd be and then the lows will be there once in a while.
0: They really haven't had the 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 lows that I thought yeah. was possible with this tandem, right? They've kind of avoided the really bad stretch of goaltending. Um, you know, they've certainly had their stretches where they haven't been very good, but there have been so many other problems during those stretches. We are not just looking at the goaltending and saying, right. "Guys," so really, at no point this is this entire season have you been able to look at the goaltenders and say they are problem number one and oh when you're talking about spending five million dollars on a tan on a tandem you have to be really happy with that kind of production
2: yeah no kidding um so aj what's the move going forward are you banking on the team getting healthy or as i'm gonna ask everyone until the trade deadline is passed the time to capitalize and make another trade here
0: to to a degree i think they get healthy uh the landiscock thing continues to loom uh, over the rest of their plans but uh i do I, I i just don't envision a world in which the Avalanche don't do something at the deadline yeah. the rest in, unless there are a string of devastating injuries that will be season ending um oh, gosh coming up in the next month i i just can't imagine a world where the avalanche stand pat and say we're good enough i I I don't think they're in the Bo Horvat conversation or anything, mm-hmm. but I just really don't believe that they will look at this roster and say we don't need to touch this. I think they're gonna they're gonna look at it the same way that I do and say they've got elite players here 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 and here, uh, an extra guy at this spot. You know the the two C question ling- lingers and looms and. Um, continues to kind of be a co- constant source of conversation. Yeah, a seventh defenseman I think is really important because the drop off that we've seen uh, between their their preferred top six and everybody else is significant. They've gotten admirable play out of some guys like Andreas yeah. England, but right. you know, do, you, do is, is has it been good enough that you trust that guy for four rounds in the postseason? No. Yeah, it's for me. The answer is no. Fair enough. I mean, it just seems like with the talent on this team and where this yeah. season's got a little, you owe extra it to them to continue to tinker with that roster. Mm-hmm. You you owe it to them to make some kind of move to try and say, hey, we're we're serious about this. We think we're gonna we're gonna go get you guys a little bit of help. Yeah.
2: And if there's the, a front office I trust to get creative and find a way to upgrade the roster, it's it's this front. Their
0: office. big problem is that the assets that they have go in yeah. the other direction yeah. are not high quality anymore. They've yeah. really.
2: Covered's kind of bare
0: yeah it's like sean barons is the one guy that teams are going to be really really mm. knocking down the door for and the abs need to just say no they really need move that first round pick if you need to do not move sean barons mm.
2: of course you can watch sean barons here here at the eu yeah not bad locally yeah he is aj hafleet the man the myth the legend he's got you covered on all things abs check out DMVR avalanche of course Best of luck on post-game, pre-game. Thanks, buddy, for doing this. we got to do it more often. Yeah, of course. DraftKings Sportsbook, (laughs) the leader in all things betting and sports and what have you. Right now, what a great time as we can bet on the Broncos' next head coach, uh, NFL playoffs, and soon-to-come Avs, Nuggs. Playoff odds. Very exciting. Right now, new users can use that code DNVR to bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can take a shot at an even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped-up saying in parlays and all the amazing boosts they have going on right now. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that code DNVR. New customers can bet just $5 on NFL Divisional Round and get $200 in free bets Instantly, only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code DNVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And I'm very excited for our new partner, Shady Rays. Amazing, amazing, amazing sunglass company. Designer sunglasses at great, amazing prices. And right now, when you use code DNVR, you can get a buy one, get one free I already loaded up on Shady Rays. I love the shades. They're great quality. The lenses are amazing. Uh, Customer care, phenomenal. You have any issues, you can call them up, uh, reach out. They will replace your stuff. And these deals are insane. Already, they are designer glasses. You are getting at just $54. When you use that buy one, get one code, it is that much more of a steal And exclusively for our listeners, that deal is available to you. Go to ShadyRays.com and use that code DMVR or visit them in-store at Park Meadows Mall for $50 off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try it for yourself. The shades are 10 out of 10. Five stars. And speaking of five stars, Mm. the man, the myth, the Legend. That's reserved for one guest I have on every TDSP. AJ Haefeli almost got it. I saved it. Ryan, you are the one who gets that. Of course, Ryan Konigsberg. Uh, co- Boy, I butchered the erg really got yeah, me there. It was good. It was okay. fine. Okay, okay. You'll You will just call it. me RK. I don't RK even as really he's like known.
1: My last name anyway.
2: Buffs, Broncos, Extraordinaire. I wanted you to talk Broncos next coaching hire, but you just wanted to talk Buffs.
1: Yeah, you know, <laughs> I'll talk. I can talk anything. You want to talk Rapids? You want to talk Rockies? Could, I, what, how about those Pit signings, huh? Big time, right off
2: of Wolves. Wish the Rockies would make some signings uh, like yeah. that. Right there's some Rockies talk too. <laughs> so aside from Rams football or basketball, you're game for whatever. I can talk about it. It's just their fans probably won't like it. Uh, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Well. Let's start with Buffs because for once, maybe it seemed like it would be a quieter week for Coach Prime and his new football program. Kids are coming back to school, so Prime gets to have his hands on them. Uh, And no, it wasn't a quiet week. There was an inkling that this was coming, but Cormani McLean, number one cornerback in the country out of Polk County in Florida by many sites, Ryan, not just the top cornerback in the country the top defender, the top non quarterback in this entire recruiting class goes to see you after a long recruitment where it seemed like he was a shoe in to go to Miami university. And this is coming back to back years after he did coach prime did this with Travis Hunter, uh, foregoing FSU to come with him to Jackson state. And of course, following him to Boulder. How are you feeling about
1: it? It's insane, man. It's truly insane. Um, I f- I keep thinking like oh I shouldn't let my expectations get out of whack so then I lower my expectations and then Coach Prime just blows them out of the water every yeah. single time and I'm like oh my original expectations were actually too low right. and then I lowered them um, I don't know if the world at large, including Buff Nation specifically, has had an opportunity yet to fully absorb the fact that two of the nine highest rated high school cornerback prospects ever are about to play for Colorado next year. Like, I don't think people understand what that means. None of these guys that are on this list, Dre didn't go to the NFL when several of them that are on this list are, were NFL superstars. We're talking about Ted Ginn jr. Who's the only one who actually didn't become a corner. He was number two behind Travis Hunter, Iman Marshall, You know, a guy who was very good in college and, you know, made it to the NFL. Eric Berry. Right. right. A Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Vernon Hargraves. Insanely talented. Top 10 pick. Derek Stingley. Top 10 pick. Top 10 pick. Patrick Peterson. Top 10 pick. Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer.
2: Hall of Famer, no doubt.
1: Keely Ringo. Future top 10 pick. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then Cormani McLean's number nine. And who's number 10? Travis Hunter. Pat Sertain the second. Oh, wow. Travis Hunter's number one. <laughs> Highest rated ever. Cormani McLean sits there in front of Pat Sertan II. Absurd. These man. players, two of the top ten of all time, are going to be on the field at the same time for Colorado. Most of these guys you know, didn't even go to school in, right. at the same time. This is going to change everything. Um, because... Dre, you know this as well as anyone. If you have two guys, if you have two islands yeah. on the defense, yeah, what you can do and get away with as a defensive play caller is insane. So, you know, recently on the Buffs podcast, I said like, yeah, like six wins. That's a, I feel like that's a fair place to just say like, hey, if this happens in year one, that's a success. And oh, I don't yeah. want to, again, I, I'm afraid of raising expectations. Yeah, too high. Yeah, yeah. I don't think teams with two corners like that Really, lose six games
2: that secondary in general looks crazy, and dude, the other thing is now you have those lockdown corners. You just added two veteran pass rushers. now uh, you're yeah. bringing it with Upshaw and Dominic to these guys Dominic seven and a half sacks in the s e c this year
1: in the s e c this year. Wow I mean, it just looks amazing, and we're just talking about the defensive side of the ball, obviously, you know you've got Shador, you've got yeah. Dylan Edwards, you've got uh Jimmy Horn like yeah. You've got Travis Hunter. You might even have Cormani McLean who played both ways in high school. Right. I just... It's an insane world we're living in. And I don't know if it's ever going to stop. Like Jake and I keep looking at each other being like, does this slow down? Because I'll give you a little insight. Yesterday was one of the first days, and I'm talking about planning today's show, where we said, what should we do tomorrow? Uh It hasn't happened a lot. Well, guess what? Between the time we said, what should we do tomorrow? And figured it out. And the time that we started the show, the second highest rated player in the country committed. And a five-star quarterback was reported as visiting this weekend. So it just might never stop. Uh, oh, I know. Let's get into that, though.
2: I, I wasn't prepared to talk about the Florida quarterback. Correct me on his name. Rashada. Jane Rashada. Rashada. Insane story. Yes. Commit. Not just committed to, signed. but signed for Florida. All related to reportedly a thirteen. Am I getting that right? Thirteen million. Thirteen was the million dollar NIL deal for yes. him to come to the Gators. Yes. He, as we've heard, with especially a lot of these SEC schools, then gets there, finds that the money ain't coming, mm-hmm. and so now he's trying to get out of that. And, and he's been released. He's been released, and now there's a lot of buzz with Pac-12 schools for him.
1: Yes, a uh, very interesting dynamic that's happening in college football no right now. No kidding. Where guys are being lied to. Guys have always been lied to in college football, by sure, the way. Sure, sure, They're sure. They're being lied to now about money, which is one, which a really bad thing to lie
2: to. Might have been happening
1: before as well, but the kids couldn't come and be like, yo, I signed. They yeah. told me they were going to give me this much, but they haven't. Exactly. It used to happen under the radar, and right, you can't right. you know, uh, call the cops that someone stole your stolen car. Right, um, right.
2: Yeah, drug dealers aren't when a deal goes bad for them. Right. They're not reaching out to the authorities. <laughs> they're not saying, you'll be hearing from my lawyer, sir, for shorting me on that. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. So now what's happening is these schools are just lying to these kids. Whatever they got to say to get their commitment, kind of assuming that, well, once they're here, what are they going to do? Leave. And first of all, the transfer portal means, yes, they can leave. <laughs> but also, this Rashada deal is more insane. And here's what I'll tell you about Coach Prime, which I mentioned on the Buffs podcast today. He doesn't play these games. For real, he doesn't play these games. Um, I won't get into details, but I'm, I've been told that he has a very line-in-the-sand thing when it comes to NIL for players. And when it comes to what's coming from the school, the promises that are made from the school themselves, it's a set thing. Mm. Whereas all these other schools, we love you, we'll pay you $13 million. What he says is hey if you're if you're balling Nike's going to come calling and mm-hmm. you know you might get a deal, maybe you get a deal with Louie cuz you're playing for coach Prime right, right. all these things you can make all that money but it's not I'm not going to play these games where this guy's making this and this guy's making this because he thinks it's it's bad for um for team morale yeah so what you get is these kids get spurned and lied to just like Cormani same thing um, uh, nuts. and then they turn nuts. around and coach prime who ain't hard to find says hey look I, i'm gonna shoot you straight here's the deal here's what's up I, there's no if ands or buts there's no bullshit yeah. here's yeah. what's up and i think it after especially these kids think oh i could make all this money and then they end up getting lied to and deceived coach prime is like a warm blanket who's like hey man i want to get you to the nfl i want to develop you i want to coach you i want to love you up and all of a sudden, it's like, man, that actually is worth more to me than mm-hmm. a check mm-hmm. from a school that I don't trust anymore.
2: He's almost recruiting like we did in the olden days. Yes. And he's just saying, the money's still coming, but it's just kind of standard. We're not going to he- be here,
1: blow smoke. and, and as The fact I- that it's working is insane. Because <laughs> all these fans, you know, Miami fans, if you read their yeah, message boards, they're yeah. like, oh, my God, Colorado's just backing up the Brinks truck. They beat our offer that is legitimately not what's happening. Coach Prime is keeping it real and it's actually working, Crazy. which is maybe the only sustainable way that Colorado could be doing this.
2: Right. It's it's amazing and filling in for you last week on the Buffs Pod, watching more well-off uh videos on on YouTube, which of course is his son who runs all social media. Um he's posting a video daily and it's At part of one. it's part of Coach Prime's real success is how you know media savvy he is, yep. how accessible he is, yep. also how transparent he is. Yes. And when you actually watch those videos and you get to a further layer, what I've realized is while everyone else talks about family, while everyone else talks about honesty and transparency. Prime's living that. He really is. Prime is day in, day out surrounded by his kids, which yep. as a father, God, I admire that so much. Yep. And I think his appeal
1: starts right there. I couldn't agree more. And that's why it makes me so mad the way that people who don't know him talk mm-hmm. about him. Mm-hmm. It's, oh, well, it's all about Prime. It's like, take 20 minutes, watch four well-off videos. You'll realize it's really not. He is absolutely not this like self-centered egomaniac that mm-hmm. people think he is. Mm-hmm. Um, he's all about his family number one and his guys number two, his players. Yeah. Um, and y- it's so clear when you actually see him, and it's really cool um, to get a closer look. That e- it's ac- everyone can get a closer look. It's not like we in the media get a right. extra access. Right. Like right. anyone can go see what Coach Prime's all about. Um, and you talk, you know, you see, you hear Cormani's mom last night talking about like why they chose Colorado. And it was just like, he was real. He really is real all the time.
2: hundred percent. And, and he has to be, cause if you're under the microscope all the time like that, there's no time to bullshit and put on an act. And then when the camera comes on, you act real, you have to be real. You well, just have
1: to be. And the other thing is people are like, Oh, anytime a, a good video of him comes out, Oh, there's always a camera. What they're forgetting is that like, they've also gotten dragged for things. The Tim oh, Brewster yeah. video, they're getting oh, they, you yeah. know they got dragged for yeah. that. Uh, honestly, the the Louie luggage thing, like a lot yep. of people took a big issue with that. Sure, so it's right? not only a camera when he's up in front of the team saying, if if any of you have a domestic issue, you're off the team, straight up. Don't call me. Don't call Rick. Don't have your mom call me. You're done. Like that's not the only time the camera's on. The camera's on always. Yeah. And so you could it, it, like it's not only just purely positive stuff. It's really a. A rare thing and I think Oh, in college
2: football <laughs> of all things? It's the rare we just talked about a kid getting lied to that he's gonna get paid thirteen million.
1: Yeah. It is the rarest thing. And it's working. What a concept. <laughs> what a concept. See, this is why I want to talk about buffs. That was a fun conversation, wasn't it? Yeah, that was. <laughs> that was amazing.
2: I don't even know that I care about the Broncos coaching search anymore. <laughs> Who's the Who's the most like prime Ryan? Because <laughs> that's who they should be finding.
1: I had a hard time going from that to getting up about Dan Quinn today. I'll be honest. <laughs> hey, it same my hairstyle,
2: same hairstyle. They've yes. got that well, going for. Coach Did prime Dan Quinn little... co- play corner?
1: <laughs> Does he have that? I don't think so. They're both
2: DB coaches. Though Prime, as he talked about on the Manning Cast, kind of starts his coaching career as an OC and
1: play call. Exc- that's kind of exciting to me. Isn't that exciting? Um, I will. T- I'll talk a little Broncos though. Far from Matt Patricia, but. I think the most interesting thing here starts with the DraftKings odds. Yep. Agreed Agreed completely. That's the perspective I come from. It's not saying anything. Sean Payton plus 175. Crazy. Dan Quinn plus 175. Yeah. They're saying it's a two-man race. I think there's some value on David Schott plus 1,200, but that's not why I have this conversation. It's really interesting where we sit in this Broncos coaching search right now because it sure feels like Sean Payton is the favorite. But there's that elephant in the room, which is the compensation. Right. You guys had an amazing guest who kind of
2: settled my stomach a little and making it sound like maybe the compensation wouldn't be as outlandish as we were originally led to believe.
1: Right. Exactly. And so that is going to answer this question. I don't think the Broncos are going to pay two first round picks. Right. I don't think the Saints are going to get two first round picks ever. So there is an incredible tug of war going yeah, on yeah. where the Broncos are saying, hey, look, you can have our first round pick or you can have nothing. And then you're just waiting another year for Sean Payton and his, and his value goes down because you only have him under contract for right. one more year after that. Right. <laughs> the Saints are sitting there saying, cool, you can give us two first round picks or you can not have the coach you right. want. Personally, don't tell them this. I think they actually have more leverage in the deal. Agreed. um, Because it's a late first. Exactly. Well, And also, it's just like the coach is more important than the compensation. You know what I mean? Especially
2: with that – Like if it was a top five pick and there was like a franchise quarterback staring you in the face like it is with maybe Cards, Colts, and Panthers, other teams who could be in the Sean Payton race, that's a much harder thing to – But I was doing this on the draft pod. Once you start looking at the prospects – the prospects you're going to like the most are the o linemen You know who's going to improve your O-line? Sean Payton's scheme. Yep. yep. More than any rookie guard you're going to be able to draft in the late first.
1: I, I couldn't agree oh more. God. This is what and I've I'm. And I'm a trying. draft guy. Like you know. I yesterday on the Broncos podcast, I listed off the Broncos' late first-round picks since the year 2000. Oof. Let me tell you, there's ten of them. One is good.
2: <sighs> Demarius Thomas.
1: Demarius Thomas is the one good. Late first round draft pick the Broncos have made in 23 years.
2: Dang, that's only picks in the 20s,
1: 20s and on. Yep,
2: Tebow's in that. Bowles Paxton is in Lynch. that.
1: Paxton's Bowles. definitely in Roby, that. Roby, not a bad pick, but not a. You didn't sign him to a second contract, so
2: you did. Right, he was he was great. Like when he was part of the the No um, Fly, the No Fly, but then couldn't be the. The uh, heir to, like, key as their number one outside it,
1: coin. And you can debate, oh, that was a good pick. Would you trade Bradley Roby for Sean Payton? Hell yeah, oh, you would. Oh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> so, Shane Ray is probably in there. Shane right. Ray, exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, the list goes on. It's a lot of guys who aren't that good. Yeah. Uh, and certainly yeah. guys that you would trade for Sean Payton. Even the ones that you could make the argument, that's a good pick. You would trade him for Sean Payton. So to me, it's a it's an easy Decision, But I also think the Broncos are trying to build up the idea that they like Dan Quinn Mm. so that they can say to the Saints, oh, all right, well, we can walk away from this and hire Dan Quinn. We really like him.
2: Right. But the only thing about the Dan Quinn hire that would be really weird to me is all of a sudden it would feel like it would feel like such a weird endorsement of George Payton and Russell Wilson. Like, after we just spent the last month plus, like, eh, I don't know that those guys are part of the plans as much long-term, to then be like, dang, they hired Peyton and Russ's guy. That's a great point. It it Politically, it would look very
1: weird. It, the whole thing looks pretty weird politically. George Peyton getting cut out of the interviews. I know. Oh, it's insane. Um, But we know the reason why, because they want to ask the coach, do you want him to be your GM? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> it would be really weird if he was in there to hear yeah, that. Yeah, you're right um, about that. So... I don't know. We'll see what happens. I think in the end, this is going to end with Sean Payton being the head coach of the Denver Broncos. And for my money, that's the best case scenario. Yeah, no doubt.
2: Ryan, always a pleasure doing this with him. Check him out. DMVR Buffs, DMVR Broncos all day, every day. RK, true legend. Thank
1: you, brother. Thank you.
2: This here podcast, of course, also brought to you by the good friends at Breckenridge Brewery, uh, the OG homies here at DNVR. We're hearing some people locally missing a nice amber ale. Well, Breck's got you covered with their avalanche amber ale. It's uh, delicious, rich, and uh, perfect for avalanche season. You know, Av's picking it back up, as AJ was talking about in segment one. It's time for you to pick up your Avs ale consumption check out the beer locator at breckbrew.com to find a beer near you and my next guest is perfect for this here read because i don't know that anyone loves illegal peats the way you love oh. illegal Pete's, adam this is so true. <laughs> yeah it's uh it's the go to for lunch someone asked me today mere moments after i finished my lunch if i wanted to come to new to illegal Pete's. I walk out. It's a full group. The whole office is going smiles end to end. Not a sad face ah, in sight. Is that right? They could not have been happier to be going over to Pete's and chowing down. Um, you know, right now, if you're looking after your health, you're one of those guys. You did uh, You did the old uh, New Year's resolution. Yeah. They've got you covered. Great bulls. Um, check out any of their 10 Colorado locations for happy hour, 3 to 6 p.m. every day. Um, and try a, a try their refreshing Hoplark Citra any illegal Pete's location. They're they're true homies. They're great, um, and they're always your go to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. The voice behind the DNVR Nuggets here, Adam Mares. Adam, how are you doing today? Nice little Friday for us. It is a nice little. Friday yeah, you for feeling it? It
3: is pretty nice.
2: Sipping on, a, sipping on a Breck Brew over there, uh, a little refreshment. I told
3: you the Avalanche Amber is the
2: unofficial beer of Colorado in fall. Oof.
3: But Oof. You can still drink
2: it into the winter. You have fire fall and winter takes in Colorado as well, no, guys. God. Nobody no, has this many big fall Colorado <laughs> It's <days>. so true. <laughs> a big fall energy guy over here. Oh, man. As tempted as I am to completely derail this and just talking Colorado weather, you are covering the number one seed in the Western Conference, this Nuggets team that's just been such a joy to watch. They kind of felt like uh, for a while they were the bad vibe Nugs for a second. I don't
3: know if they were ever bad vibe, but they
2: weren't good vibe. Yeah, exact. That's true. Great point. Great point. It was a very mid-vibe, I think. The kids so call vibe. it a mid-vibe. <laughs> Um, then they felt like, okay, these are the Nuggets we know and love. Like they might, they might let a bad team hang around and not cover a spread, but they'll still win. Yeah. This current evolution we are in of the Nuggets is something I've seldom seen before. They're just a good team.
3: Well, you've seldom seen it because they're currently on an 8-game win streak, which is tied for the longest in the Jokic era. Wow. Which is, I think, a little surprising, to be honest with you. So, streaks happen in the NBA. Yeah. If you're a good team, and the Nuggets have been a playoff team now,
1: what, this is going on their fourth season. They've been a playoff team, and yet they haven't had a streak. No, they've been in in the playoffs four years.
3: This will be the fifth year they make the playoffs. They haven't had a streak longer than eight games, and usually you just get teams that get hot for a stretch, play a bunch of home games or whatever. A chance to extend this now to nine games on Friday. This is the difference between 50-win teams, which is pretty good, Mm -hmm. and 55-win teams. It's one streak in the middle of the year where you just don't lose for a little bit, and then the rest of the year you play at the same pace. Yeah, uh, that
2: is kind of crazy to think that the Jokic era, you've never seen that like that. A great player, you're right, you'd think he just goes bananas for a couple weeks and they happen to win eight in a row. But isn't that a testament to Jokic? Mm. How much like so much of his game is just
3: you know it, it, like, he makes the whole team better. I think in the regular season in the NBA, and this has become sadly more true as as it yeah. goes on. In the regular season in the NBA, you have to be able to win easy because nobody's going to play hard, right? Nobody's going to like such be locked point. in or whatever. So you have to just have the talent level and the pieces and fit and everything, so that even when you play poorly, you get the wins. such Because a if point. you look at this eight game win streak for the Nuggets they've probably had five good wins yes. and three bad ones. Yep. But the bad ones, that's how you end up five and three over an eight-game totally. stretch, which is normal. Right. But instead, you get 8-0 because you just found a way to say, all right, it's winning time. We're still in this. Or we're not making shots right now, but we're playing defense. Or we're not playing defense right, 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 right. now, but we're getting out in transition. Right. Just something that you can do easy to keep you in the game so that you can close it down the stretch. And Denver's just doing that. I mean, I want to say better than anyone in the NBA, but as well as... There you go. Anybody but two teams in the NBA, Boston and, and Memphis, which sadly are on similar streaks.
2: Yeah. Um, Boston and Memphis, good ones to bring up. I'm more scared of this one seed. I'm worried that whoever gets the eighth seed is going to be a suddenly healthy and rejuvenated Suns or Clippers right. or the truly terrifying thing is the Warriors, of course. How much should yeah. we be concerned of that at this point in the season?
3: At and this point in the season, I don't think you should be concerned. Right. Because cares? you're gonna ruin your <laughs> <Yeah>. life worrying <laughs> about the play like this. Fair like the enough. Nuggets are on a great streak, just sit back and enjoy it. But if we do just game theory this out, I think the Warriors are going to be a top six seed. They're really okay. good. They've been mm-hmm. unhealthy most of the year. They're good. They're gonna be fine. It's also
2: worth mentioning that after like the third seed, everyone's very good. Pretty much tied. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. pretty
3: much tied from four all the way down to twelve. Right. Um, so I think the Warriors are gonna be the team that kind of Climbs back into just regular playoffs, but I am with you that I think the chances that the Lakers and Suns oh, and I Clippers, forgot about the Lakers, yeah. Lakers, Suns, and Clippers are yeah. all in the play-in, which means they're all vying for the seventh or eighth seed, is extremely high. Yeah, and I think those teams are really good. They're not quite as good as the Warriors, but they're really good. But here's the thing: because I thought about this and I fretted about it for a while, the Nuggets are good enough to beat those teams, and, and this doesn't sound shocking. As good as they are, and like, oh, they're sleeping giants, they've had injury, bad luck, and this or that, and they're going to be way better than an 8-seed. True. I don't think any of those teams are so good, though, that you would say they should beat Denver. And if you're going to win in in the playoffs, you're going to win a championship, you're going to have to beat a lot of good teams, so you might as well get one of them.
2: Yeah, the ghost of playoff past, I just got to put them away and say, hey, believe in how good this team is, and that they can handle the other good teams in the league and it's an unfamiliar place for me to be in as yeah, a nuggets totally. fan. Um and right now it kind of feels like all I've got
3: to root for is just a good run of health. Yeah, I mean here's what's cool though about the because there's the I'm talking about the regular season and it's a long season and yeah. what really matters winning easy, yes, but there's also like little just check marks along the way mm-hmm. and one of them is playing better defense. Denver has started to do that. They can go up even more. I think they're a top six defense over the last almost 20 games. I think it's 18 games now Mm. that they've played at a top six pace defensively, which is great, but there's more there. But now I look at it as Michael Porter has been a guy that has fit in so far this season. He's been really good, and that's an impressive thing to fit in because he's a guy that sometimes goes off script or this or that. This year he's been part of the program, but he's actually better – He's accepted a smaller role, but I think now that he's accepted that and performed it at a high level, the second half of the year, is there a little more you can get out of him? Mm. Bones Highland, same thing. I see Bones Highland right now trying to rein himself in so that he is part of a team and not an individual, but he's so brilliant individually that once you perfect that, now let's start to say, okay, how can we best utilize him? So as good as the Nuggets have been, the reason I think it's still... Inter- a lot of people are like, let's just get to the playoffs. Let's get to the playoffs. I'm not that way because I still see a few check marks along the way that I'm excited to watch them try to walk through. That's great
2: stuff. How do you feel Jamal Murray, who you didn't mention mm. in that and I think is another part of this check mark, has yeah. progressed? And how do you feel Jamal will be entering that postseason run?
3: Jamal's found the peaks Mm-mm. that he used to find yeah like he's back there and they haven't he hasn't had a 50 point game he hasn't even had a 40 point game right. i think it's coming by the way i think yeah. we might even see one this weekend who knows but jamal murray hasn't his peaks are there yeah the consistency now which by the way he was never a consistent player even before the so injury true. so but true. that's to me the next step for him i mean the difference between a star and a superstar is consistency yeah. and right now i think he is talented enough to be a superstar a a a great guard yeah. and he hasn't showed it so there's more of that checklist there's more like for him as well to kind of just become an every night type player that closes games and carries the second unit when he's out there with them with this team what's the thing that
2: the achilles heel maybe that concerns you the most is it the defense is it that second unit mm. going into the second half of the nba season what what most concerns you and what are you most looking forward to them kind of tweaking and getting corrected?
3: The Nuggets are so close to being the championship caliber team that yeah. I feel like we now see it pretty mm-hmm. clearly. I, it's 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 I not I don't know what to yeah. do with my hands. It's crazy. <laughs> it's not an abstract concept anymore. I think honestly the thing I'm worried about most is Denver's defense and not their defense in aggregate, because I actually think it's yeah. good. It's, do they have a vulnerability? Do they have one thing? And I think they do. It's Michael Porter Jr. and Nikola Jokic guarding pick and rolls. And I think that in the regular season, teams won't pick at your weakness because they don't have time to prepare for it. They're just moving on game to game. But in the postseason, I still think that's what teams are going to do is they're going to say, let's get our best point guard switched out. Michael Porter switched out onto him. Now let's bring Nikola up and let's make those two guys guard their worst action. And... I it's hard because they're not going to get a lot of reps at this because teams aren't really going to it right now. But I do think we're going to see enough of it over the next month to where we'll, but right before the trade deadline, one month right before the trade mm-hmm. deadline, we'll get enough to look at it and say, is that a real vulnerability? Right. Does somebody like a Memphis constantly uh, find that action and uh, and take it to Denver? New Orleans, do they keep taking it to Denver on that specific action? And if so, that might be a preview of what we're going to see in the playoffs over and over and over again. It's what happened. Yeah. And it was just... Or like anytime we've seen it in the series against the Warriors, it just sucks. It's just you only run one action. I mean, this is the thing about the Warriors is they do not run a lot of pick and roll. They run a lot of off-ball action more than anybody else in the NBA, but they don't run a lot of pick and roll. Last year in the playoffs, almost exclusively pick and roll because they saw, oh, you know what Denver's not good at. All right. We're not... We don't need to run the beautiful game. We're just doing this. And if Denver can plug that hole, if it's Michael Porter, and you know what? He's made some strides, and Nicola's made some strides. If we see that over the next month, your confidence is going to go through the roof. But if you don't, you're going to start to say, as good as Denver is, Mm -hmm. they're probably going to have to find a different way to do it in the playoffs. And then that's the mode where you just got to be
2: more explosive offensively. like match match their action that works every time to like hey you can't guard yoke make it happen
3: i think we already see that and you might win that way by the way like i think it's underrated the degree to which you can actually beat good teams um just by outscoring them right denver is going to do that but i think to win a championship you have to win four series this year, you might have four tough series, as we mentioned. You might get a tough draw yeah, in that first yeah. round. But I think at a minimum, you're going to get three tough series. Your conference finals is going to be tough. Your second round is probably going to be Memphis, New Orleans, Dallas, Warriors. Some of that, comp- one of those teams, they're all really tough. And then obviously the finals will be a really tough. So you're going to have to go through th- even three series. I just don't think you can win three series in the playoffs with offense only.
2: Let's close this out with Nikola Jokic. Um, geez, he's just been on an all-time run as of late. Last game, right, uh, triple-double, he misses one shot. Um, the kind of things that, like, if I read this about a player in the 60s in a historical yep. basketball book, I would hardly believe it. Nope. And yet, it's our lives. You're living it out every single day and breaking down his tape and talking about him on post-game pods every day. What What more can we say about
3: I don't know. I mean, he's a computer algorithm. He's like a computer code that just spits out correct basketball answers. (laughs) He doesn't miss shots because he never takes bad ones. He just seems to know exactly when is he supposed to shoot, when is he supposed to pass, better than any other player that I've ever seen. And um, he's just unbelievable. I never thought he had a chance at a third straight MVP. And he's played so well that he's not only, he's the favorite now and like an overwhelming favorite. And it's crazy because last year he put up the stats and we thought, oh my God, this is his peak this year. I don't think they're better stats than they were last year. They're just better in different areas than they were weaker in some like rebounding's down, scoring overalls down a little bit, but efficiency through the roof, assist through the roof, offensive through the roof. And then the thing last year is they were like, yeah, but does it impact if you're the six seed? Yes, he's missing Jamal Murray and Michael Porter, but, if those guys were there, how good would it be? Well, we have the answer now. Number one seed in the Western Conference. It turns out, like, oh yeah, the stuff he does is truly impactful. He's just, uh, I, I, like, I
2: can't believe how lucky
3: we are to have this guy. It's the best. Team. It's honestly, I, when I say I mean this sincerely. When it's all said and done, he will be on the Mount Rushmore of Denver sports athletes. And right now, oh, we don't yeah. have another athlete that I think we can say that for. There's some great hockey players that may have a they have a chance for it. Yeah. But for Jokic, he's a two-time MVP. That hasn't been done here in Denver in team sports. I think that when it's all said and done, we're going to look at it and say, yeah, that's one of the best to ever come through here. And he's in his prime right now.
2: Yeah, I'm there already. It's, uh, it's kind of a miracle to watch him play basketball. It took me so many years to understand, like, how do you play this sport? What is the efficient way... God, all it takes is like five possessions of Nikola Jokic to kind of get it. It's oh, yeah. it's crazy, man. Yeah. It's crazy. Adam, thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Check everything Nuggets out at the MVR Nuggets, and uh, we'll be back next week with TDSP. Thanks so much.